Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. That's how it all works. You just being here, hearing my voice, is really all we need. Without you, there is no show. It's a user driven show. You send your emails. You guys listen to the show. You support the sponsors. Without you, you are the fuel that makes the J train go. You're the coal that we're throwing into the fire. And I want to thank you for being those pieces of coal. So thank you. And what you got to do, if you're listening now, there's someone in your life that needs the gift of, of J train this holiday season. Someone out there is, is just sitting there staring at the moon. The same moon as you. And they need somebody. They need me whispering sweet nothings into their ears. Ha, 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 ha. He's not into you. He isn't texting back. You should move on. See, that's me in their ear, letting them know what to do. Listen, and there's other ways to support the show. Patreon. I love what we're doing on Patreon. I'm doing three, three, three additional podcasts per week for $5 a month. Somebody could do the math on that and be like, for only pennies a podcast. Listen, it is such a fantastic way for me to connect with people because these podcasts are different. There's Coffee with J-Train every Sunday. That's more of a, you know, cleaning out the notebook. There's Luxury Lounge. I complain about a luxury issue. And then there's one more email where I do an email that was too long for the show. So go to patreon.com slash Jared Fried. That's patreon.com slash Jared Fried. Also, I got a merch store. I got t-shirts, hats. I got flip-flops. I got fanny packs. I got flame throwers. No, that's a joke from... Spaceballs. Uh, shop.jaredfreed.com. Shop.jaredfreed.com. If you use code SCREAM15, that's SCREAM15, you get 15% off the whole site. Wow. There's also a new Mumsy t-shirt and a Time and Temperature t-shirt for those of you that are fans of the Bachelor Live Screams. Also, I'll mention this once. I, I'm on Cameo. I don't bring it up a lot because I, I, I again, I just hocked a lot of shit at you just now so cameo if you want to give the gift of me screaming at a friend or a coworker or a brother sister a mama papa i love doing the cameos and i get it every now and again they trickle in and they're not cheap i made them expensive so that i didn't have to do them all day long so dm me if you want to get into cameo because i i i I, there's a whole story where apple gets a part of the money if you opt it so i'm i'm hard to find on cameo but i'm on there so if you message me i'll i'll send you the link this is all a long way but there's a lot of ways this holiday season to give the gift of j train and you know the first way is a free way make it your instagram story Tag a bitch, tag a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Uh, very excited about today's guest. Hilarious comic. Uh, I, I, I'm so happy. His first time on the show. John Ryman, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, Jared. And thank you for what? saying that. Very happy to be here. 
Dude, it's great to see you. Um, if, if For those that don't know John, you should all go follow him. He's fantastic and hilarious. At Ryan Mania. He was the head writer for The Tonight Show. He's written head, mon- w- head monologue writer. Head, head monologue, monologue writer. writer. Okay. Assistant, to, assistant to the regional manager. Assistant head monologue writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is one of those things. Yeah, I, it's I, one of those listen, things. Listen, yeah. to me, you are The Tonight Show. So don't. Well, thank you. I, 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 you're you're I think alone in that, but thank you. I appreciate it. Well, if I'm the only one holding up a little <laughs> sign that says john ryman I, I is the tonight show that's okay um and and so and we're you know wrote for ww uh, consulted for wwe you it, it's but we used to see each other at the comedy cellar and now yeah. i i love what you're doing right now because you have the look i you are doing some uh, some you're you're teaching comedy you look like a professor now i know don't i this yeah, beard look i love it well yeah it's like <laughs> That was actually one of the I, – I taught on a whim just because I was, like, between gigs and didn't know what I was going to do with myself two years ago. And I had, like, six months, and I was like, oh, God. And it was, like, the winter. And then I talked to an old professor at Emerson, and she was like, would, would you want to teach? And I was like, I always did want to teach at some point, but I was like, that's an old person thing. And then one of my friends was like, yeah, you're an old person. <laughs> you're in your 30s and i was like oh yeah 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 and i was like well that's a you do it after you've done some stuff thing they're like hey you've done you've been like nine years of doing things you can have like oh yeah 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 yeah. just like a whole cult life crisis thing um but that was actually one of the fe- notes i got like you get feedback at the end of the semester yeah and a lot of it was like uh, you know he brought great enthusiasm to the class and it was great all his insight and teaching the mechanics of writing monologue jokes and stuff and then one of them uh, said uh, a nice thing and i said also uh you should Keep the beard and don't no, look better with the beard. Oh, that, <laughs> I don't know who the, said it. And like, I, I've stayed tight with all those kids, but I'm like, I'm always trying to figure out, all right, who was it that's. <laughs> well, you're you speaking know, comics, my... you take that two ways. You're like, well, wait, what was wrong without the beard? You know? Sure. But, there's, but yeah. you know, I like that one joke. Well, what was wrong with the rest of the yeah, set? Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, no. it's funny. The beard thing speaks to me because I was just with my mom and dad. My mom hates a beard. My mm-hmm. girlfriend loves a beard. Uh, and so it's this like weird thing of like trying to like, you know, I like, who am I pleasing here? My mom or my girlfriend? I, I, I kind of have to have a moment of like, you know, I let it grow in a little bit too much for, you know, to sway mm-hmm. to one side and then I shave it the minute I get there. It's this constant thing. It was, so, But some people just see you with a beard. They go, that's a look that that works for, you Thank know. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, you know, I always I usually have a beard, but the thing is, Jimmy didn't like it when I had a beard. So I always had to shave my beard. And usually by Thursday, there'd be some joke or comment about eh, what's going on here and I'd have to shave it. <laughs> and then uh vince absolutely hated beards uh so you know the story about vince like he actually carries a razor with his himself to shave so, his face like sorry to interrupt for the for the listeners at home that aren't you know wrestling people because i know there's a lot of people here. vince is vince mcmahon the vince head McMahon. of wwe the the mm-hmm. creator of modern day uh sports entertainment some would say i i some I think would say some yeah. would say so you worked for <laughs> he him he would say but i agree <laughs> I did. I, yeah, I, I was with him for about four months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he would carry a razor with him. I didn't know about that. Well, I would hear a sound. And I thought it was a pencil sharpener because he d- uses pencils still. Like that's mm-hmm. the great thing about Vince is that you hear the jokes. Like he hasn't changed since the early. Like, he hasn't. He's been the same guy doing the same office and suits since the early '80s. And 
He kind of is. He has a pencil. He doesn't even use like a, it's just everything's written on a yellow notepad. I like, I like that. And, and I thought, I, I love it too. And I, I thought that, and there was nothing better than if you, if he, you could tell if he was buying what you were pitching because he'd take the pencil out of the ear. There and you're you go. like, oh, there you go. And, um, and I, you know, I had a couple of those. I was there for very short, but I did get a couple big ones. They're like, oh, the coolies take out the pencil. But I heard this, like, I'd always be like, oh, it's this pencil sharpener. And then after I left, someone, I was talking to someone, like a friend, hey, how you doing? They're like, no, that was his razor. I was like, what do you mean it's his razor? I guess he shaves like three or four times a day. Really? And, and apparently whenever they ask him, like, why don't you just grow the beard? He's like, because I don't want to let it win. That was his the, response. That's what he tells people. He's like, I can't let it win or whatever. <laughs> so Vince hated beards. Jimmy hated beards. And um, then, what's the difference? What's the major difference between working for Vince McMahon and Jimmy Fallon? Uh, you know, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, yeah, they're very similar. They're similar to the same person in that. Um, yeah, it's, it's you, you know, it's tricky. It's, it's a... Uh, you know, they're each unique and, and do things in their own style. Um, I'd say that um, with Jimmy, it's, it's stylistic. It's, it's like he doesn't like it if you're too buttoned up and formal. So if, okay. you, if you look too, prof- you know, like my job interview at Fallon was famous. Like it was a little bit of, a, as, as they would say in wrestling, a work. I knew what I was doing because I had a friend mm. that was an executive for NBC and I had a meeting with him once, just a general like, you know, thing. And I screwed up. I wore a jacket and tie. He was like, he's like, you know, we're jacket and ties TVs, man. He's like, we all just wear like, wear a polo shirt, wear some khakis. It's like, you know, it's, it's laid back. You're comedy, right? And then I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, oh, and he goes, don't be sorry. It was funny. He's like, it gave it, he goes, that's the other thing though. It gave us an in. Like in the meeting, you were very funny because you riffed on your outfit. Sure. So I had the interview at Fallon. Uh, I remembered that, and so I wore a jacket and tie, and I knew I was going in like a salesman <laughs> and to meet with Jimmy Fallon. And sure enough, they were all like, "What's this?" And so we joked about the outfit. But if you like, yeah, he he got weirdly like he would always make fun of people if you dressed up like with a tie or too much or whatever. It's so f- it's and then so Vince, funny. Vince, oh, okay, Vince is to the point. He's so far to the extreme that he insists that you wear collar stays in your shirt. So not only do you have not only do you have to wear a suit to work every day with a it's tie. gotta be a clean suit. It has to be a clean suit. Everything has to be ironed. You have to match, and your shirt has to have in the collar these things I had never even heard of because I'm a hick from New Hampshire. Collar stays. I yeah, still I have know. them. I have a and, bunch of collar stays from when I used to sell life insurance. It yeah. would get annoying because you're it, it <sighs> looks bad if you don't have a collar stay. It actually looks bad. He's right. Yeah, yeah, he's right. And so so he is so and he would comment on it and he would even say like one person there told me a story. He was like, your collar's coming up there, pal. So I'd say the biggest difference would just be the the demeanor, which is Jimmy was everything. If you looked professional at all, you would get shit. And with <laughs> Vince, if you had a button out of place, you would get shit. And the thing they have in common is that they would say it jokingly, but they meant it. And you would get that follow-up note from the head writer or whoever later saying, hey, by the way, next time, uh, you, you know, you better come dress su- like such and such. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, they it is there. funny that someone will make oh, yeah. give you shit about it, but the, the, the shit giving is from a place of truth. They're just trying to communicate it to you. Yeah, but they would do it in a very jokey way, and then they would tell their person to come tell you they meant it. <laughs> so, so, like, so they both did that. So I had... Yeah. 
so yeah, I had Bruce tell me one time, uh, hey, you know, everyone there calls, uh, hey, bye. Hey John, uh, just uh, next time you go up, make sure you got those other college days. Like he's you know, lost, serious about that. And then at uh, Fallon, it was um, Miles popping in, being like, "Hey man, yeah, you don't need the the tie, you know. And we can come back to work. You don't need the tie. It's all Jimmy doesn't like that." So uh, there was Miles and Bruce, who were basically the same guy at each job. What came <laughs> to me after and were like, "He was kidding, but also don't do it again." And the messenger like, bird. Okay, they yeah. were literally. Yeah flying they, over it the same way too like ah, it's all fun but yeah, just don't do it again yeah like, okay I, yeah listen yeah. but i think every workplace has that person 100 percent. yeah and so I, my whole thing is i've i go the other way now i'm like i don't care what you do i don't care what you wear as long as it's like i just don't care because i know what it's like to be pigeonholed in and now i have a daughter who's three and a half and she likes the beard and so yeah. my so my what i tell people now is i go well too bad man because uh, if you want to sit down and, and talk to her about it, because uh, we've had the argument. She was she did not like when I did not have the beard uh, when I was doing stuff with Vince. And so from now on, I say, well, tell you what, I'll put you on a Zoom with my daughter and you guys work it out. And <laughs> you're not going to win, but give it your best shot. So I have a question. Two things come to mind. I remember when I first started doing comedy, I would wear suits to meetings Mm-hmm. And like if I had a meeting or something or if I had some sort of anything put on a suit and I felt the tension with certain people where it was like, who do you think you are? Or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't to some it's interesting how that comes off to people. And I do see Vince McMahon as being not a Hollywood guy of more of like a finance guy no, doing yeah. Hollywood stuff. His thing was his short answer for it was, uh, I mean, first of all, he owns a company, so he yeah. can do whatever he wants. Well, he, I don't know, he can't do whatever he wants, as we're finding out now, because of all the, you know, uh, suspending cameo and Twitch and that whole controversy with Andrew. Now Andrew Yang's fighting with him and all this stuff, but uh, I, I'm not aware of this. Uh, yeah, so this I'm whole, sorry if we're getting down a bad no, road. No, it's fine. I'm just saying you can't do anything you want. It turns out, even if you're Vince, but. Um, it's just within the, the company at least. And his line was just where this is a place of doing business. So you should dress like you're here to do business. I listen, I appreciate that. Yeah, if that's, that's the overall rule. The other thing that comes to mind with that is a lot of former pro wrestlers work at WWE. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be crazy to see like macho man, Randy Savage in a suit. Like, do you ever, was there anyone that you saw? Like, I don't think you're seeing macho man, but I'm saying, yeah, was, there a re- <laughs> was there a wrestler that you would see that you'd be no. like, Oh my God, it's, yeah. it's, it's Mick Foley. And with his collar stays, dude, I shared a, I was in a writer's room with uh, Jeff Jarrett, double J and he was there. J a double R E double T was in a suit. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. He and I, we sat next to each We, for a month until they split the writing team. He and I sat next to each other. and uh, I can't imagine. That would look wow. like some guy with a boat from Florida, you know, coming in in a suit. Like, does it he have long so hair crazy. still? Was it weird? No, he had, but he has the bleach blonde. He has the, the, the Attitude Era hair. So he has like okay. the spiked up bleach blonde hair. And he look, he's double J. Yeah. And I remember texting my friend like, he's like, how's work going? I was like, I'm sitting next to double J. And he said the same thing. He was like, J-E-double-F, J-E-double-F. I was like, yes, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we would just... And it was, but we all had that same look of like, we don't want to be wearing suits. Like we were all just like, yeah, you know, and, um, it was funny. The funny thing with like a guy like Bruce Pritchard was he would try not to, he played this guy named brother love appropriately. Yes. The show. And so if any of the listeners out there want to look up, there was this, he played this character in the late eighties, early nineties called brother love. He was a preacher 
but his angle was he was there to spread love. And he was like, yes. uh, kind of like a, an, before Kenneth Copeland was Kenneth Copeland, he was brother love. And so, um, and it was all about Rome, you know, loving yourself and romance and these weird things. And the funny thing with Bruce, Bruce was he would always try to dress not like brother love, but he's still in a suit kind of, it's brother love. So like yeah, because he, he... <laughs> yeah. So when he took over the show, so when he, when he came in to replace Bischoff, Eric Bischoff as the showrunner for SmackDown, he would come in and he had his jackets, but he still had like a, he'd have a red shirt or a blue shirt or whatever. And he would be serious, like giving notes, but you're just looking at him. You're like, nah, your brother love. And like, he had know? that whole, he had a cadence <laughs> to how he spoke to be like brother love. Was it yeah, like that? And then, the, and then the weird thing is he has a podcast, uh, not to, he has a podcast called something to wrestle, which I mm -hmm. urge everybody to listen to. And there's one in particular called why was Bruce fired? And Bruce has a really amazing story in that he, um, his end to WWE in 08 was just like my end of the tonight show where it was like, mm. Oh man, this is a bad, bad exit. And then, um, he 11 years later, he, well, he started doing this podcast and he started just kind of telling stories and then he started doing some other business stuff. And then people started to kind of hear him and they're like, you know, he's not such a bad guy. And he was just one yeah. of these guys who, and I'm not trying to play like, you know, violin for myself, but I could relate because it was like a guy that, you know, you'd heard all these bad stories about him in the workplace at WWE and he just didn't engage in that because he's like, I don't do, as he says, rumor and innuendo. And then sure. he started doing this podcast reluctantly. He was like, okay, I guess. And then you started to hear his side of things. And then more and more people started saying, well, yeah, that is what happened. And then over the course of a few years, I guess them like Vince and everybody was like, wait, Bruce didn't do anything wrong or he didn't do whatever I heard. Sure. They're like, no, now he's back. He's Vince's right hand man again. He climbed the ladder at 11 years. But the funny thing is I love his podcast and I know all his bits and his riffs. And he, I had to kind of, I kept it secret until my last day there that I was such a big fan of his. Yeah, and he was really touched, and he sent me a really nice me email later on, thanking me and gave me some great advice that I still, you know, made me choke up. And he was just such a cool guy. But what was funny for me was in the room hearing him talk and joke and talk to Vince. It sounded just like the podcast, and so I had yeah. to try not to laugh and <laughs> get like and like mark out and fanboy out hearing sure. him be Bruce Pritchard and talking jokes. Me like, well, yeah, that'll be fun. You know, like being sarcastic. And so, yeah, it was like that, you know, it, it was that fantasy camp experience of like getting to be part of your favorite podcast for three or four months and just be next to the guy and hear him be funny. So, well, speaking of that, I, I do before we get into the emails and we're going to do the emails in a second. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. John Reinman at Ryan mania on Instagram. And I want to get to the what you're doing right now, because I think everyone is looking for these types of things. We are sponsored people. The J train podcast is sponsored by ritual. Do you really know what's in your multivitamin sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. Ew, we don't want that. But Ritual isn't your typical multivitamin. Their clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. No shady extras. I gotta say, 
Uh, we're big fans of ritual in this house. I'm a big fan of having the right type of multivitamin in this house because what a great way to start your day. What a way to get your mind on track, and especially with ritual where you know what's in it and you can read all the stuff on the bottle and it's all recognizable. That's what you want. You want to take a multivitamin that you can trust, one that you can have and know that if you're not going to have your best day of nutrients and getting nutrients, well, Ritual has you backed up. Ritual is the, is the multivitamin reimagined, formulated with key nutrients including vitamin D3 to help fill gaps in the diet. That's what it's all about, filling the gaps. We all have good and bad days. Some days you're getting it all, and some days you get none of it. And that's where Ritual comes in. Their fresh-tasting delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food. Ritual is made traceable. You'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one... <coughs> Excuse me. I was so caught up about Ritual. Ritual's made traceable. You'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Ritual's designed with different life stages in mind, now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Ritual makes healthy habits easier. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10, 10, 10, 10% off during your first three months. Visit Ritual.com slash JTrain. That's Ritual.com slash JTrain. That's Ritual.com slash JTrain to start your Ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com slash JTrain. So now you have this tabletop game, and, and it's called Antisocial Skills. You can get the game. You can go play the game at mm -hmm. AskKills.com. That's A-S-S-K-I-L-L. S.com, Antisocial Skills. It's a tabletop game that you can purchase in the spring. It's going to be shipped out in the spring, but for now you can yeah. play online. And, and explain the game to the listeners at home. Well, the game is basically it's uh, my friend Sam Liberty owns a gaming company in Salem, Massachusetts. He and I went to college together, and uh, he was working on kind of just this like a role playing game, like a situational game. It's along the lines of a uh, Cards Against Humanity or something like that, but more acting and performance and role-playing. Okay. And um, so basically the, 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 the format of the game is you're, you know, you're, you're put in an awkward situation, like you're on a Tinder date, Tinder date, and it's going terribly. To make your big escape, you say, and then you get a choice, you have a card of three responses, a hand mm -hmm. of three responses. And from those responses, you have to pick the one that you think is best to get out of that date. And then whoever the judge is in the game makes the final decision uh, on who won the round with the best response. And so who's the most appropriate, who's the funniest, who delivered it the best. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's, so you would, you would play this. Like, this is, a, this sounds like a great game for like, you're having people over, mm -hmm. you guys are having drinks and yep. you pass out these cards and it's like, let's play. Let's, and everyone's kind of acting. Everyone's out. I, I like it, it's more improv. -y. It's more. Well, it is, except you have to read the line. So that's the difference is like we did experiment with some different versions of it early on. 
but I just came back to them and I, it was that thing, you know, I just could hear events being like, you need rules, pal. And I was like, <laughs> guys, I think like if you make it improv, what are the, what's the point of the game? And I was like, um, you know, I, um, I said, we need to make sure that, um, you know, uh, the, there's, there's stakes here and it's clear what you're trying to do. And I was like, you have to read the response. Mm-hmm. And so in a way it kind of challenges you because if you're a comedian or anybody and you're trying to be funny, it's like, what if you have to deliver a line mm. and then it's all in your delivery and you have to choose. It's like multiple, it's like a real life choose your own adventure game. It's like you have to choose the line you think gets you out of that situation better or the line that you think would, would work better as a response. And you have, to, and sometimes you might get a shitty hand. You might look and be like, yeah. man, what are any of these? And it's like, okay, well then you better say it a certain way or you better be so, <laughs> you know, it's like, can sure. you act? Well, it, 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 it kind of shows you like actors make decisions. Yes. And that's, that's what it is. And it's like, it's the challenge of taking you out of your comfort zone so that uh, you, you have to, you have to be, you have to, like I said, break out and you can't yeah. just, you know, if you, if it's, and you'll find like when the game starts, there are some people that are uptight and they're just kind of going through the motions, but then they start to notice everyone else is playing hard. They're like, well, man, I better pick this up. Cause I don't want to be the, <laughs> you know, the Debbie Downer here. Sure. And so we have that, but then there's also challenges that come along. There's challenge cards. And so like on every, you can, there's different ways you can play it, but like if you play it online, you'll get a random challenge. So it might be like, say your response, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or say your response like you're ugly crying or, you know, like you need to go to the bathroom or something like that. And it just creates these ridiculous situations. And it's been a fun game to play, I think, because it's brought it's been a thing to do on Zoom and get together with people sort of digitally. But also just pretend like you're having situations again. Like at this time when you're (laughs) in your house, it actually is kind of fun to be like it used to be like, oh God, I'm on this terrible date. I wish it would end. Now you're like, man, I would kill to try to get like I just anything other than being around my house, you know. For and sure. So I, so I think that's kind of why it's it's taken off, and um, it's just been this weird, unique challenge where you see people turn by like the second round, they're like, you know, you see them starting to get serious, like and really look at their responses and and game it and strategize and be like, okay, how do I, like, what's the best thing? And um, and it's just funny, and and you you. It's, you know, it's like baseball. It's like that. Everyone's a home run, but the one that is, everyone remembers it and everyone laughs at it. So, so I want everyone to go to askkills.com, askkills.com. It's antisocial skills. It is, you can buy the game. You can play it online for free. Go get involved. This sounds like a great thing to do over Zoom. Great thing to do with a bunch of friends for a Zoom happy hour. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. 40-year-old breakup. Okay, I'm 34 years old and have never had great success with relationships in part due to my own self-worth issues and picking men who did not treat me kindly. Now, in my mature age, I have really begun to build myself up and am better about uh, about the men I allow to come into my orbit. With that, I was actually set up with a friend of a friend in April, May, after COVID began. We immediately connected and things moved forward fast on account of the pandemic and the fact that I'm in my 30s and he is 40. From spring through summer, we were attached at the hip. We talked on the phone uh, for hours, multiple times a week, texted all day, and because nothing was open, our dates consisted of walks, sitting in the park, staying at home. 
That allowed us to get to know each other well because we had no choice but to just talk. We both, him more than me, discussed marriage and kids. On multiple occasions, he mentioned that he felt something different with me. He felt scared but also excited. I definitely agreed with him. Some background on him is that he had been with a woman for 10 years and they had been engaged. It ended in a pretty tough way and they broke up two years ago. I knew there was baggage, but it was hands down the fastest, uh, the fastest, but also best dating situation I have ever been with, with had with a man. He asked me to be exclusive very early on, and we had the Let's de- Delete Dating Apps conversations. Uh, we went on vacation together in July, met each other's parents. Things were great. And then he started getting weird, pulling away, not making plans. Stop calling. That made my insecurities flare. And so then I started pulling away, uh, too, and got really bad got really bad really fast resulting in me asking for time to myself when I went to the beach with a couple of girlfriends and then him not being not super responsive when I got back I told him I missed him and I wanted to text and talk and he never responded I was shocked I didn't believe he was ghosting me so this brings us all to current day I finally decided I needed to pick myself back up and put myself back out there last week I downloaded Bumble one night the next morning and the day before my birthday birthdays holidays issues am I right and I get the following text from him I miss you. Saw you on Bumble. We then had a a text conversation (laughs) in which I felt like I actually got some closure. I won't bore you with the whole conversation, but it ended with him saying, I just don't think I'm capable of giving you what you want and need right now. I'm still trying to put myself back together and figure uh, out what I want. I'm 40 and still figuring things out. It's really hard. At this point, you might be wondering, so what's your question? Two things. I do feel like I have closure and want to move on and meet another man. But one thing keeps nagging at me. If he's so confused and so incapable of doing anything, how, why is he capable of being on Bumble and meeting up with other women? Two, I switched to Hinge and I'm just trying to have, uh, I'm just having a hard time connecting with guys. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's my age. Do you have any advice towards uh, words of encouragement? encouragement tips you can share about how to get reinvigorated about dating in your mid thirties in the middle of a global pandemic. Admittedly, I'm worried about time ticking away and being cooped up with my apartment. I'll take any advice and motivation I can get. Thanks for keeping us laughing. Hope to see you when you make it to DC. So John Reinman. Yes. What do you think of this situation? We'll start with number one. She says she has closure and wants to move on, but she keeps getting nagged at the idea of if he can't be, if he's so confused, so incapable of doing anything, how, why would he be on a dating app meeting other women? Well, if you have closure, what does it matter? I mean, if he's, if he's gone, you know, if, if he's, if you're done with him, who cares, man, he's gone. But I mean, I think that, you know, him saying that, um, yeah, I, I think it's, he's being, uh, you know, Hey, props to him for being honest. Uh, I think the reason he's still on the dating apps, uh, I don't know how. Look, I don't know how intimate. I have to be careful what I say, as I'm a professor here, Garrett. I don't want to sure. get myself in trouble. I don't know how intimate uh, this 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 lady, young lady, was uh, with this gentleman. Uh, but perhaps that is the reason he is on the dating apps, and perhaps that is the only reason. And well, and and be and and not saying that there's not other good qualities with her, but when perhaps when she's down the road and 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 meet somebody else. Um, some other poor girl will be going through the same thing with him and wondering, well, why is this? Yeah, to compare them in a summer-long romance where marriage and and kids was... That's a bit much for me. Well, even with that, to compare where they were to where he is now is not fair. So this Uh happens with a lot of people. They'll go, how could this person break up with me, be so confused, not know what they want, 
but then they're on a dating app the next day. The day swiping on the toilet is way less involved and uh, involves way less responsibility than moving from, yep. hey, we're dating over the summer to we are in a serious relationship to meeting my parents to now having to like, you know, cash the check that's being written. Those yeah. are two different checks that are being written. The, the, the check that's being written when you sign up for a dating app is, is a, a, you know, is cents on the dollar compared to the, the check that's being written six months, seven months in. Yeah, when you're not sure what you want, I mean, naturally, I mean, what do you do? You, you, you go, I mean, I don't want to uh, objectify anyone, but if, when you're not sure what you want in life, you go look around, you see what there is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and so, usually for some people, you know, some people use dating apps as therapy and yeah, make yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like it, it sounds like, like I don't know his issues were getting it from the woman that he that he ended it with. He didn't end it in a great way. He, you know, it feels like he just kind of drifted off into the sea with her, which isn't really appropriate, wasn't really mature. But right. I'm not defending that. But I will say, him going on a dating app and then and after this is all said and done, like to me, that's him going well. I don't know what I want, but I'm I'm assuming what I want will hit me in the face on this dating app, which is probably not the case. What he needs yeah. is probably to speak to a professional that can get him through some things because yes. if it was so great and so wonderful and then all of a sudden, I don't think it gets fixed by the next person down the line, but I think that's what he's doing on the dating app. He's literally rolling the dice. He's literally at the at the um, the, the machine pulling the handle, hoping he hits pay dirt, and so and with, aimlessly, you know. And I would say that, like to her, I would say, uh, you know, first of all, he's obviously going through some stuff. I mean, a ten year relationship, and then it ends. That's a lot. I mean, I I I went through a divorce earlier this year, and so and we were together longer than that. Uh, we were married for for close to a decade. And so it, you do have to find out what you want. Yeah. And the difference I would say to the guy is I'm not on the date. I don't know what I want. So I'm not on the dating apps because I'm not putting that out there. But if he's doing that, yeah, that's, I think that's, I think, you know what I think it is, Jared? I think it's panic. I think he just doesn't know what he wants. And I think that he, uh, I would say, is maybe afraid of, it's that old thing where it's like I, I think he panicked. I think he got close, and I think he probably. I mean, also I'll say to uh, to the person who had the email, you know, he just got to have a ten year relationship, and you're talking. He's talking about marriage and kids and stuff like that. Yeah, man, I don't know. Sorry, but that's that's pretty quick. You, and I suspect. I would have say. you been dating at all since mm, since um, your relationship? Have you gone out with people? If I think I went on. I went on a date. But uh, that was pretty much it. Um, and was it weird? Locked, locked How did it feel to get your legs under you, so huh. to speak? Uh, yeah, it felt a little weird. And it felt weird just because, um, you know, I wasn't, I mean, it, 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 takes, it takes a while to get over a breakup like that. And, you know, we have a child together. And so, yeah. um, you know, a daughter who I don't think at the time really grasped what was happening. She's very mm -hmm. young, which is good. She won't have to go through it. And so it just made it difficult to think about, um, like, just the idea. I'm one of those people. I'm a guilty Catholic. So anything I do in life, I always feel like anyone could be watching me at any time. Mm -hmm. and so it just felt weird to be with someone that wasn't mommy to her. And it, the idea of, and I just seen her the day before, and I was like, it was just a lot. 
And so, but then since then, you know, uh, especially with playing this game, we've met a ton of people and there's like there's all these things, but like, I always have to remind her, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get COVID though. There's a lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you're, well, very not, you're very nice. I'd love to hang out when we're, when there's a vaccine, but, uh, and yeah, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, uh, there's really not a worse time to go through a divorce than in the middle of the worst pandemic of hopefully of our lifetime. But yeah, I mean, same she... time, at the end of the day, I say to myself, I'm busy with stuff and I, and I'm not ready at any way. And I also don't want to get COVID and hopefully by the time there's a vaccine, I'll be, I'll be ready to get back out there. Well, she did ask for words of encouragement and tips about, you know, getting reinvigorated about dating. I, I, I John Reinman just gave a good pump up speech for that, but I, I, I'm with you. I think you have to be careful. I think there are things at your disposal. I think for this woman, she said, I think the thing to be excited about is that you did have a successful yeah. relationship. Like, I think yes. like it's very easy to get bogged down. Well, well, it ended. Okay. Well, you did find taste. There were things you liked. There were things you didn't like when he got distant. Let's own those things. Let's get excited that now, you know, you know what you like, you know what you don't like. That is a better place to be than you were before this relationship where you said in the beginning of this email that she didn't have a lot of luck. Now you said you met through a friend of a friend. That might be the best way for this person to keep meeting people. I know she's on the dating apps and it's hard to meet friends of friends right now, but like Having Zoom, you know, playing antisocial skills over Zoom with a group of people. Yep. When you have fun with friends, they go, "What's your situation?" And the and the friend goes, "Ah, I don't know. You're just out of something. It kind of ended badly. I wish that didn't. You know, whatever." And they go, "We gotta find you." And now you're on top of mind. I think this woman, a way to get reinvigorated is to dig into friends, dig into like, you know let's go back to those zoom happy hours and those zoom yep. get togethers and, and get the girls together for drinks or the, the college friends or the, or the people that used to work together. Like let's find those groups that are maybe we've forgotten about, or maybe drifted away from and reconnect. And then everyone knows 200 people go look at the amount of Facebook friends people have go get into that. And what is she? 34. Was that the age? Yeah. She's yeah. That's not, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. You're fine. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by FitBod. Whether you're new to the gym or know your way around a heavy bag, right now it's harder than ever to find the right workout program and stick to it. It can be overwhelming to try working out without guidance. You want to do it right without pushing yourself too hard. FitBot is a smart fitness app. It takes all the guesswork out of planning your workouts. Get a truly personalized fitness program that adapts as you get stronger. Their algorithm factors in your goals, experience level, equipment, how much time you have, and how long it takes to recover in order to craft a perfect total body workout program just for you. FitBot knows you better than you know yourself and even better than what a trainer could do for you. It integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava to get real-time information about your workout so it can plan what to do next. I got to say, I love this. I Nobody wants to go to the gym without a goal. That is when you walk into the gym aimless, unknowing, oh, I'll do something, then you really do nothing, and then you don't go there the whole week. The best part about getting a program for the gym is that every night, every day, Every morning, you can look at yourself and go, here's what I'm doing today. There's a beginning, middle, and end. 
Everyone needs that to be able to do it the next day. Anyone can go to the gym on a Monday. Anyone can go walk in there and go, eh, I'll fool around with this, I'll fool around with that. Not everyone can go on Tuesday or on Wednesday or on Thursday because honestly, if there's no program, you don't stick to it. And that's what FitBod is going to do for you. FitBod workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles. And really, it's motivating. It's motivating to know, hey, I'm going to get through the Monday workout. Then I'm going to do the Tuesday workout. I want to complete the week, complete the workouts that FitBod's putting together for me. It has varied exercises to keep you sharp, keep your workouts interesting. If you feel like your workout has plateaued, this is a great tool. It's perfect for anyone who's looking to get better fitness results, strength training, strength training, muscle tone, bodybuilding, powerlifting. No equipment, no worries. FitBod has body weight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. All you need is the app. FitBod is super easy to use and even has HD video tutorials to make learning new exercises a breeze. Personalized training can be tough on the budget, but FitBod is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. Plus, you can try one month of workouts absolutely free. Get a personalized fitness plan that helps you work out smarter at fitbod.me slash jtrain. That's fitbod.me slash jtrain. One more time, you can try FitBod for free for one month when you sign up today at fitbod.me slash jtrain. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Features. Believe it or not, the holidays are almost here. It's been a strange few months, so why not give friends and family the gift that puts a jingle back in their step? For 20 years, Features has been solely focused on delivering an unsurpassed performance sock. A great pair of socks can be the perfect holiday gift for everyone on your list, and with Features, every pair feels like a custom fit. I'm a huge fan of Features, and I'm a huge fan of Features as a gift. It's funny that... The gifts that got made fun of the most are probably the best ones you can give because they're useful. People would be like, oh, did you get dad a new tie? Oh, what'd you get in your stocking? Socks. Yeah, I need socks. And these are high-end performance socks. These are the best ones I've ever put on my feet. And right now, there's someone in your family, there's someone in your life that's wearing old, worn-out socks, and their day is just not as good as it could be. That's the reality. The basics in life are what get you out of bed and make you walk a little bit taller, a little bit straighter. So that's why you need features. So get involved with them. And and I got to say, they're not your average pair. No other sock gives you a custom fit, uh, custom like fit the way features does. Highly durable, ultra comfortable, meticulously designed for performance. Elite runners around the world have loved features for years, but they're not just for runners anymore. Features has a huge range of socks tailored for cycling, running, plantar fasciitis relief, and more. Zone-specific compression for target supports. No slipping, bunching, or sliding. I can tell you right now, they are super comfortable, and I have all the different sizes and 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 cuts. I got the high rise. I got the low rise. I got the the no show. They're all great, and they feel good on your foot. And you don't realize what you're missing out on until you put on a sock that actually fits you. They have a lifetime guarantee. If you're unsatisfied at any point, get a replacement pair. No questions asked. Features has tons of styles to choose from, from no show to knee highs. Yeah, I love the 
the like the ankle socks for high top shoes. If you're out there with high top shoes or you like getting new ones or kind of rotating your shoes, sometimes you get blisters in the back. These high socks are a godsend. So, and they're a family-owned business, which is great. You can get 10, 10, 10, 10 dollars off your first pair of features just in time for the holidays. Use promo code JTrain, JTrain, JTrain at features.com for 10 dollars off your first pair. That's F E E T U R E S.com. Promo code JTrain for $10 off your first pair. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with John Ryman at Ryan Mania. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Go, go, go. Um, the game is called Antisocial Skills. Get involved with that. Let's do another one. Okay. Why is it so hard? No, let's do this one. I like this one. Can I make a comeback? Okay. I'm going to send you these texts right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I got to make sure I got your email. Well, you can chat it to me, couldn't you? Oh, it, no, but it has an attachment. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go on my email. Sure. I got it right here. Okay, I'm sending it to you now. This one's called, Can I Make a Comeback? Okay, I'm going to read it, and then, but there's an attachment that we're going to read together. Ready? Yeah, I'm still waiting for the email to go through. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I would really appreciate your advice on how to recover from an awkward second dish date I had with a guy a couple of weeks ago. For context, I'm 30 years old, live, uh, female, living in NYC. I hooked up with a guy. He's 32. On Halloween weekend, it was great. We had dinner, hooked up again the following week. We then made plans for our next hangout, which was Friday night dinner, which was a Friday night dinner. I had to work that Saturday. I'm a nurse, so I have to be up pretty early for work. So I told him it couldn't be a late night. I thought this should be fine since we had dinner plans for seven. I was feeling extra anxious that day, which I think was worsened by me not leaving my apartment at all leading up to the date and just stressing out about how the night was going to go. This pent-up energy anxiety resulted in me being very in my own head throughout the date. I knew I wasn't being present, and I got the vibe that I... I got the vibe that I was kind of annoying him towards the end of the night. I totally get it. I, was, I wasn't a good date that night. I was so anxious. I ended up chugging wine, not eating enough, and don't remember falling asleep at his apartment, LOL. So essentially browning out. For backstory, this guy was casually seeing my friend before she moved to California about a month ago. I mean, that's a big part of the story. Yeah. She she met him through Hinge this summer. It was never serious because they both knew she was moving when they met. So it was more of a hookup. Uh, I've hung out with them before in group settings and she told me before she moved that he asked her if it was okay if he asked me out and she gave her blessing. When we had hung out in group settings before, I was completely relaxed myself since I didn't see him as a viable option because he was seeing my friend, although I did think he was cute. I think he seeing the tiniest bit of dating potential in him contributed to my anxiety leading up to the date. I don't know him well enough to say I really like this guy, but I would like to hang out with him again. I know he probably won't ask me out based on the text exchange from the day after our last hangout. See attached screenshots, okay. which was the last time we spoke. So let's read the screenshots. All right, so I got it. Okay. I'll be you be her, I'll be him. Okay. Sorry I had to leave so early this morning, but I had fun last night. 
Thanks for having me over. No worries. Thanks for cleaning up the apartment. Was Fung Hang last night? That wine got me way more drunk than I realized. Oh, boy. Ha ha. Yeah, I did not realize I was pretty drunk last night until I woke up this morning. Definitely a rough start. And then two crossbone emojis. She also has 81 texts just waiting there. I'd be that happens, about that. though. <laughs> uh, people give me crap about that. They get texts about it. I have little. a ton of emails. Texts, I wouldn't be able to ignore, ignore 81, but I, she's probably asking the group chat what she should do. Yeah, okay, probably, so she, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They're all weighing in right now. Do you think there is a way to handle this where I could gracefully recover and ask him to hang out again, or should I just let it go? I'm not desperate for this guy. just would like to get to know him better. And the Wait, sex is awesome. Why, also, why would- side note for the text exchange, I woke up at 6 a.m. Saturday morning at his apartment, pretty hungover, chugging water in his kitchen, ended up kind of uh, kind of cleaning up the mess of the wine and food from the night before just to keep myself awake. I didn't have the lights on. He was still sleeping in his bedroom, and I don't think I was making a lot of noise. I was purely just cleaning to stay awake, not vomit and get myself to work, which I did. I felt fine after coffee and Motrin, LOL. Maybe he thought the cleaning was weird. I don't know. Can you please yell some advice to me so I can get out of my head and into the present? Apologies for the long email thank you for all that you do you've kept me this nyc nurse laughing through some really tough times this year so i appreciate this email john ryman yeah you seem to be where i am this feels i think she's making this into a bigger deal than okay well do you want me to i'll give you do you want the nice answer or the honest answer here well, the how honest we... answer we're here to give honesty well i'm looking at that middle text that he sent and when he mm. said uh that wine got me more drunk than i realized <laughs> now that could be taken one of two ways Okay. Uh, I think that could be taken as either, uh, whoops, didn't mean to hook up with you, or uh, protecting himself. Like you know, um, if, you know what I'm saying in in the in the the day in this in the rightful age of consent. So I think that's a mystery you have to figure out first, and the only way to answer that is to follow up. And so I'm looking at this here, and I don't see anything in this that would prevent you from following up with him and seeing about hanging out. And I don't know if you agree, Jared, but I don't see anything here that's particularly, uh, it's, I mean, I I would maybe not text uh, a skull and crossbones to someone in a flirty text. That might be my one. I mean, unless unless you're a pirate and he's a pirate, but um, I would say that other than that, I, yeah, why, why, why not text him back? It's a lockdown, man. We're all I, I, I don't think anyone feels comfortable to go kind of backwards to like him protecting himself. I don't think she seems pretty positive about what happened yeah. that night, and she seems cool. And he just didn't uh, write back after that. He just never wrote back? I guess not, but I think on, on, on the terms though. of like the, you know, the, the when any, whenever there's a lot of alcohol involved and she writes that she browned out and I'm sure, and he's writing that he had a lot of wine. I'm sure what, what happens is we get in our own head and we go, we're, we're all the star of our own movie. So when you get that drunk, you go, Oh my God, what did I do? I'm sure there's a piece of him that's going, Oh my God, she left so early and cleaned the apartment. Oh my God, what did I do? So I'm, I'm yeah. sure, you know, when you point the finger, there's three pointing back at you. Let's all sit in and the a, land. And a thumb of, pointing up at God. Don't forget. That's right. <laughs> so I, I think when, as anxious as she is about, oh my God, how did I come off? I am sure he is feeling similar amounts of anxiety or some on the, like a, a percentage of hers, let's say at the very least. So 
I think right now when she says I was anxious leading into the night, he, when you review a night, you go, you have the whole backstory and the whole post credit scene. He yep. only has that piece of the night. So she's being, it feels like she's being very hard on herself. Oh yeah. And, yeah there's no reason to be. And, and, and it's like you, because, and I can understand that when you're having a bad day and then you get anxious about a date and then you go on the date and you go, did this go? Okay. I chugged wine. I browned out. I woke up, I turned into the cleaning woman and then I left out of nowhere and then I don't get a text back. You know, she's saying this whole 24 hour period he saw it, but he only saw the six hours or seven hours you guys were together. I would yep. say the only thing is, I think there's a time, even though it's a second date, it's okay to be vulnerable with someone. It's okay to say, hey, last night, I have to let you know, I felt really anxious leading into the date. I don't know what it was. She doesn't have to get into the friend hooking up, and I think... Part of the anxiety, that's a different question, might be that she's saying, well, they didn't work out because she was moving away. No, no, no. They didn't work out because they didn't want to work out. Yeah. She has to stop doing that because she wrote a very specific line in her, in, in her email where she, she says, for backstory, uh, it was never serious because they both knew she was moving when they met. That's not why they didn't get serious. They didn't get serious because they weren't the match. He wanted to date you. So I think you have to own that he wants to be on these dates with you before yep. you get and, – and that has to be a part of the anxiety leading in because you're going, oh, does he really want to be there with me? I don't know. I'm the second person. But maybe you weren't the second person. Maybe this is a and, – and you say in your email, I want to get to know him. So I think you have to own that you both want to get to know each other. Then you have to be a little bit vulnerable and go, hey – I was a little off last night. I, I think when she, in her text, the mistake she makes is to just glaze over. Sorry I had to leave early this morning, but I had fun last night. Thanks for having me over. Like, I think she, because right now she's, she, the text he sent was very nice. No worries. Thanks for cleaning up the apartment. It was fun hanging out last night. The wine got me way more drunk than I realized. Like, that is him being like, I'm there with you. I was just as drunk. I'm feeling a little anxious today too. But I think, you gave him no room to come in and go, oh, yeah. okay, you know, where where was the room to be like, uh, to be kind of a better person? This is very, to me, office-like. Well, well, I will say, though, I will look at the, I'm looking at the times, Jared, and this is mm. a, this is the old supervising writer part of me. That, sure. Uh, check deadlines. And I'm seeing that he texted at 917, actually might have been at work or whatever, and then she wrote back at 1119 p.m. So that's about a two-hour window. So in her defense, he did have time to say something more. And that would have been a nice place for him to say something along the lines of, uh, you could have made a joke out of it. Like, but easy, also, like, what if uh, we got me... coffee to get rid of this hangover or whatever? But, but at the same time, she can do the same thing still. And I bet you he'd probably respond favorably. But wouldn't you think it would be weird? Because, again, to go back, he doesn't know the day of anxiety she had leading up to the date. All he knows is that the woman he went out with or the woman that he's, you know, shared a bottle of wine with may have got a little drunker than expected and passed out early. Okay. For him to be like, oh, got a little drunk last night because she didn't even, you know, I had fun last night, had to leave early. Thanks. Uh, you know, thanks for having me over. Like for him to not, for her to not say like, she's got to give him an in and yeah. an in is vulnerability. Because right yes. now, if he was like, whoa, you were drunk last night. No, the only thing he had to go on was I was feeling a little loopy last night. So I think she has to go in and say, 
I think sometimes you have to own what happened and not just glaze over it as like, hey, fun night last night, because then you get to know somebody. Then you get to know, mm-hmm. oh, is he an empathetic person? Is he a person that, uh, you know, kind of noticed that I was off? Did he care enough to notice that I was off? But no one's going to say, hey, you were off last night to someone on a second date. They don't know you enough to say that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think she, being too hard on herself, I think it's fine. And I, But it's like, so I'm looking also looking at the, the text here. And again, you got a lot of emails to go through, Jared. This is not mm-hmm. you. Sure. Uh, and I don't know when she sent. The, when did she send you the email? What date, by the way? Can you, do you, this can you give me that? was 20 hours ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, the, I'm looking at the time. It's November 14th is the last time they talked. So she's got a message. I think she's got a message. And I think yeah, you got you got to go for it and you got to take a chance. But at the same time, I got to say that, you know, it's November 14th. So if you get a if you get a weird text back, or you don't get a text back. Don't take it personally. Just a lot of times gone by. But I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a couple weeks here. So uh, yeah, but I think and- you got to You got to you got to take a shot. You got to send another text. And I think it would be here's what I would do. Uh, was there a moment during the date uh, that was particularly positive, an inside joke, something that, that brought joy to both, um, that out of nowhere, on a tough day, uh, this gentleman might like getting this text uh, from, from this woman. And I think that mm. very easily I could see things. And come back, you didn't do anything. You're fine. That's why yeah. I think. I think reference the fun moment, and then you mm. say, hey. And also, let's, get, let's, let's let you off the hook even more. Hey, this guy could see you leaving early as, hey, maybe she wasn't into me. You know, so uh, yeah. when you start, when two people are sitting there in the had a great time zone and nobody's vulnerable, then you don't have any answers and people kind of back off because they don't want to be turned down. That's a natural human reaction. So I think just like John said, you stay positive, you reference something funny. Hey, I just thought of this. Ha ha. Also want to let you know, like, I didn't mean to like back away from you. It just felt like I, I was really awkward that night, and I wasn't sure if you knew. And I just want to say, like, I would love to go out again or figure out a time for us to have drinks again. And two Boom. pieces of advice would be, uh, when you think of the funny moment, make sure it's quick and natural so that it doesn't mm-hmm. seem too, too much exposition. And the second thing is, don't send a follow-up text. Like, if you don't hear from right away, don't send that one that says, Oh, oh man, was I, did I text too much? Or, oh, did I go too no. much? Oh, don't do that, because that's the end. That. Not only is that somewhat quick, but that also signals that oh, this is this is a pro- this is a thing with this person, and I know that from experience. I'm because I'm that person. So play it cool, like you're funny, and 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 just be confident. You can, John Ryman. You don't need to come back from anything. John Ryman, thank you for coming on. Everyone, go follow John Ryman at Ryan Mania. The game is antisocial skills. Askkills.com. Get involved with it. Go check it out. You can play the free version online, and then you can buy the tabletop game for the spring. This was fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jared. And and hey, man, good luck to everybody out there, and good love to everybody out there. That's right. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. Keep spreading the word. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.